It is incredible for an institution of any size, particularly the government, to be able to simply deny something and say there's no evidence to support this and then everyone just shuts up. I mean, it's unbelievable, right? Now, you might be wondering why I started this episode off like this. And the reason for that is because even though we're starting to see more and more people begin to become more self-aware and wake up, we as a people are still so used to dismissing a theory or an event as false. Just because some institution of authority, such as a, a branch of the government or what have you, says it's not true. I mean, look, the way I see it, and the way I think others that are waking up tend to view this as well, is that we as a people are beginning to understand how falsified and narrated our history has been. And we're starting to see that the institutions themselves are pushing narratives in which have zero credibility to them. But as long as, you know, there are so-called credible sources to back it up, then everyone fucking believes it, right? But what's happening now is that people are questioning these so-called credible sources. And you don't need to be labeled a conspiracy theorist to believe in this as well. I mean, there's a huge community of intellectual thinkers that are starting to realize, wait a minute. Some of these conspiracy believers may not be so crazy at all. And so this is where I come full swing with the topic of this particular episode. Because what I'm going to be discussing in this episode has to do with the fact that genetic harvesting of humans is very real and it's been happening for a very long time. Now before I go on I'd like to propose something and I would imagine that I'll allow the viewers and listeners to be the judge on this and if I'm wrong then so be it. But ultimately my theory regarding these operations that have been shut down or quote-unquote unproven could all simply be smoke and mirrors. I mean, even in an era where I believe the truth is beginning to come out, but only in small fragments, I still have faith that our intelligence agencies, as well as others around the world, don't maintain any form of document, uh, documentation or records when it comes to experiments or tests, especially when they've concluded, the, the tests have been concluded as successful. I think that above classified top secret experiments are never documented. And if they are, then fuck me, it'd be very hard to find. I mean, I really, like, I don't think they're keeping record of every single experiment they do. Kind of like the Philadelphia Project, which I did a, a former episode on. I mean, if that isn't an example of how they've tried to cover things up and leave zero records, then I don't know what is, right? And look, I think that there's no such thing as any type of semblance or formal procedure or records for that matter when it comes to top secret above classified projects or experiments. And if there is, then I'm more, like, I'm more than certain it hasn't even found its way to being remotely close to falling in the hands of civilians of, or, or the press. Now, yes, you can argue, how do you know if something is real when there's no proof? Well, my response to that would be, what is real proof? Do we even know what the hell it looks like? And so I think this shadow government that people have been speaking of more and more lately is real. And it's bigger than ever before. And I think this whole UFO phenomenon that people have been seeing for years is now being spoken about more and, you know, just more and more in the mainstream press only because certain government agencies have allowed it to. And that is what brings me to human genetic harvesting. I think it has happened, I, I think it has happened ultimately and it's still happening. Whether that is being done by, you know, uh, creatures or beings other than ourselves or by us as well. 
I think there's some scary stuff happening. And we have to understand that we can no longer be under the guise of what is told to us. And so we have to start curating our own thoughts and beliefs, which is the very reason I encourage for there to be a healthy, productive discussion in places like, you know, uh, Reddit or the comments section of these videos, because people must be more and more aware of this. And the more minds that we reach, the better. And it's a very scary thing when we realize that we can trust little to nobody when it comes to these formal, you know, propped up institutions. Right? So let's, uh, let's get on with it. So human genetic harvesting. How is it happening? Where is it happening? And how often? So first, let's start off with how. Because I think this is very important. So I honestly believe that there have been far too many reports and incidences where people have claimed to be abducted by extraterrestrial beings and have felt this sort of paranormal slash alien-like experience to occur. I, I think there's been far too many reports of this to be entirely fake. I mean, certain people have come forward years and years ago who to this very day, they haven't made a single dime out of it. They haven't written books or they haven't you know, signed off license of stories to, to you know, Hollywood producers to do movies or shows or anything like that. So ultimately, what that does is it throws profit out of the picture. And if it's not profit, then what else would it be? Like attention? I mean, you can argue that, but even then I doubt it, right? Now, let's assume for a minute that, you know, a percentage of all these abductions and these claims are real. If these people are getting abducted, they're not going up into that ship to party with these aliens. They're going up there because they must fit the criteria for what these ETs want to learn, right? In a, in a genetic sense, more than likely. And so, based on my research, the extraction of such genetic information is done physically, like, I mean, obviously it's done physically, but in ways that we don't do it, we wouldn't conduct within our medical institutions, right? And it's done so in a way that when these people are abducted by these beings, it is so discreet and so subtle to the human body that not too many abductees have ever claimed to have been significantly damaged in any way, shape, or form once they, you know, returned. Um, could it be an extraction of psychological information? Sure. But I think the odds are that genetics would be something far more of interest to these beings than the, the mind. And that's because the mind may actually be more easier to understand than the body in certain regards. But I'll, I'll get to that another time. So when these abductions, or abductees rather, are taken into this UFO, what most of them describe happening is being hooked up to a bunch of tubes while also experiencing a sensation of feeling both human and paranormal at the same time. And what I'm about to explain here is very interesting and pertains directly to how these ETs perform these techniques. So this sensation of feeling both human and paranormal is actually something that's very common within the, uh, hypnotic regression, right? Where the subject being hypnotized can actually remember pre-birth or pre-life existence where they were actually formerly living as the very beings that abducted them. Now, I know how odd that may sound to some, but does it really sound that odd when you think about it? And I think it is no coincidence that people who have claimed to have been abducted have been put in this sort of frame of mind while they had all these tubes attached to them or whatever it was that was extracting genetic information to these, these beings. And I think in a spiritual and vibrational sense, this method applies to all living creatures. And so we as humans, we're not special. There's no exception in that regard, right? Now, with regards to the actual methods used by these beings in order to generate genetic harvesting, 
is something we can speculate on, but I would imagine that would be some type of technology that would be beyond our own personal comprehension. And if I had to guess, I would be more than certain that because these things are so advanced in almost every aspect within the fields of technology, um, science, psychological understanding, and what have you, then I would presume that these, you know, tubes that these abductees, abductees sorry, have been claimed to have been hooked onto are a far more advanced technology than we can manufacture here on Earth. I mean, could it be that these uh, abductees are having stem cells extracted from them, you know, blood, certain parts of their organs, right? Uh, with all this being said, I, I do want to note that I recall reading somewhere many years ago that a former president, I believe was Ice, was Eisenhower, I think. Yeah, it was Eisenhower. Was escorted out of the White House late in the evening to go and meet some of these alien beings at an Air Force base and struck a deal with them where it was agreed that these aliens were given permission to abduct and study about one million human beings within the United States so long as that they were put back peacefully and were unharmed while also agreeing to share technology with, with humans. Now, apparently... These ETs have abducted much more than that and violated the terms of the rules but of that agreement. But I'm not so sure if that's accurate. But, you know, for anyone wanting to look into that, I encourage you to Google Eisenhower Extraterrestrial Treaty. It's certainly, like, some really interesting stuff. And even if some of it is not true, I really wouldn't... I wouldn't rule anything out at this point, honestly, with the revelations of UFOs and, you know, the... Like, just everything that's been going on. I mean, I don't want to get into it because there's so much, but... So let's get on to the next topic, or subtopic. In terms of where this is happening, particularly with regards to which country, it seems to be happening all over the world. However, if I have to be truthful about what I've concluded within my own research for this episode, I've actually found that most of these abductions, the ones that have been reported at least have occurred in the U.S. and Russia, as well as some miscellaneous parts of Europe and what have you. And they also seem to be occurring around the areas in which, uh, you know, house nuclear weapons. But that's another story in and of itself. There's something going on with them. They're not, they don't like how we use nuclear weapons, and supposedly they've shut down some of our facilities before, So, which is crazy. But anyways, with all that being said there seems to be little to no abductions occurring with any type of metropolitan city. I mean, I would even go as far as to say that there hasn't been a single reported abduction within any major city around the world. But again, that's simply based off of my research. I, I could be wrong on that. Like, maybe I missed something. But So, it has in fact been theorized that the reason for abductions taking place was within larger countries like Russia and the U.S., is due to the fact that these ETs are abiding by the terms of the agreements they've made with some world leaders, and so they're only harvesting human genes and whatnot from the countries in which they've been given permission to do so. Okay? And I would also like to add that since COVID-19 kind of just enveloped and took over the world, there's been a significant amount of sightings and supposed abduction reports within Canada specifically. And I think it's very apparent as to why that is. I mean, if I had to think logically, they want to test and examine those who have had the virus and who have had symptoms. And it, it seems pretty simple to me, if I were to be quite honest with you. And so, if we examine how often this is happening, it's been estimated that ET abductions in particular are in the thousands, if not hundreds of thousands every single year. At least those that claim. And those are the only reported ones. 
right? There are many cases where some people may have not even recalled being abducted or simply thought they were dreaming or they kind of, they were abducted without knowing it. They wake up the next morning and they're kind of mentally out of it. They feel fuzzy and they're just not the same for, you know, a handful of, uh, or a period of time, right? So in addition to all this, there are a few other things I'd like to note for the sake of allowing those that are watching and listening to, to be more informed of what certain abductees have commonly claimed. So let me just repeat that. What I'm about to describe to you are a series of general consensual abduction reports that contain people in which have claimed to see very similar things while abducted whom don't know each other. They've never lived close to each other and they've never encountered each other ever. But they all seem to have described very similar things. So the procedures often done to these people who've been abducted, according to them, seem to be focused on sex and reproductive biology. Okay, and these, this is according to the abductees. And this is what's very intriguing. According to many, and I repeat, many, you can find this online, many reports of those who were abducted recall, and the, the ones that, you know, recalled being experimented on, the entity that appears to be in charge of the other ETs tends to be more often than not taller than the other ones of a different species and has completely different bone structure, skin, facial formations, and what have you. Okay, so let, let me just rephrase that. The one in charge that these, all these abductees have claimed to see, the one at the, the, the end of the table, or the, at the, at the, the one that when they kind of look up from lying down that they can see, there's smaller ones along the sides of them, and then at the very end, there's one of a different species. And not only is that being of a different species, but it's also taller. Right? So there have been multiple reports ranging from seeing short, small, gray aliens, which seem to be the most common, by the way, all the way to literal, like, praying mantis-type aliens. That, and they're called that just roughly because they look similar to praying mantises, except they're, like, the size of a human being. And the areas of interest to these beings seem to be that of the, uh, the cranium, the nervous system, the skin, the reproductive system, and to a lesser degree in a lot of cases, reported cases, the joints. And interestingly enough, these ETs appear to be very focused on that of the lower abdomen rather than the upper, uh, the upper abdominal area. And so it's also been claimed that these ETs have been forced into taking some form of psychological examination in which they all, for some reason, they, they can't fully recall, right? Um, or, or describe to its fullest extent. But what they've all noted is that these psychological tests intend to provoke emotion. And so what happens is that more often than not, the, uh, the abductees, they end up crying or either being super happy or whatever. Uh, most of the time, it's been reported that this has been done by a few ways. One way is that of observing a projection the other one is that of actually seeing what's happening within their own mind rather than using their eyes to look at a, a projection. And the last reported variation of this has been that of a hallucination of sorts where the people abducted see things that they realize after the test is over were not actually there, but they were interacting with these hallucinations as if they were there, which is very crazy. But I also believe plausible at the same time. I think just as human beings, we haven't figured out the, the mind um, to its fullest degree yet. I also want to note that since we're already on the topic of psychological tests and what have you, there seems to be this connection between hypnosis and those whom have been abducted. 
And one of the many ways that these people seem to be able to recall their abduction in a much more clear, concise, and recollective manner is through the use of hypnosis any time after the, uh, their abduction occurred, right? And so I think there's a massive connection between the process in which these ETs use and the understanding of consciousness and hypnosis that only a handful of us as human beings fully understand, right? I mean, personally, I haven't cracked it yet, but I'm sure that I will. I also want to say that before I bring this episode to an end, there have been some, not all, but some, that have reported to have been mentally and or physically traumatized after their abduction, but they themselves, they, they don't even fully understand why, right? So, you know, some of them will, uh, will come back depressed when they've, you know, they've had zero history of depression. Some come back feeling like they've been physically violated, but they can't figure out or decipher exactly how and where on their body they've been violated and, you know, other things along those lines. So, uh, I really want to thank you guys for listening. I hope that I've been descriptive within this episode. I've done my best to put as much research and passion into this as I could with the evidence I've had on certain things. And I hope that this will spark an engaging conversation from, you know, whichever platform you're listening on. So feel free to subscribe, like, share, all that good stuff. Um, just to quickly note, I'm on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, as well as my own website, uh, www.generationzpodcast.com, Z with a Z-E-D. Uh, so anyways, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Take care.